welcome to the latest episode of Five Rings to Rule Them All. I'm Sid Ziegler. This Sunday, October 11th, is National Coming Out Day here in the United States. And at Outsports, we have been planning to do a bunch of content around that because there probably is no concept that has defined Outsports more than coming out. I think the coming out stories that we run, a lot of them written in the first person by the athlete or, or the coach themselves, and sometimes written by me or Jim or, or, or anybody on our staff, those are the hallmark of Outsports. When we came up with the name Outsports, Out was coming out. It referenced coming out and being out. And so National Coming Out Day is something that we want to celebrate at Outsports. And we're doing that a lot of different ways this week. One of them is looking back at the most popular coming out stories that we have done over our time. 20 plus years of writing. And one of the things that's interesting to me that stands out is how the most popular stories, the ones that have been read the most, aren't necessarily the biggest name athletes, the Jason Collins and the Michael Sam. It's some high school athletes and college athletes. And I think that really reflects the power of everybody coming out can have on other people and the interest in coming out stories, not just at in major professional sports, but across the sports world. And when you look at where people have come out, the Olympic Games have been far more represented uh, amongst people who have come out publicly than your average professional sports league, say, or your average uh, elite level college sports. And it's a, a question I don't really know the answer to why. Why have we had so many Olympians come out publicly? Tony Scuppum Bilton, we've mentioned him many, many times at Outsports. He runs a blog and he has tracked for years all of the LGBT Olympians who've come out. And it's hundreds of people. A lot of them have come out or started living authentically after their Olympic careers were over. But a lot of them came out while they were still competing. And some are somewhere in between. Uh, for example, Caitlin Cahow competed in the 2006 and 2010 Olympics. And then uh, after coming out, she was named by President Barack Obama to be part of the delegation to go to the Sochi Olympic Games. It was, it was it, Caitlin, Billie Jean King, Brian Boitano were some of the folks who were were out LGBTQ and, and named to go to Russia um, as a way to kind of defy what was going on in Russia at the time. Uh, you, you may or may not remember, but there was a lot of chatter 
ahead of the Sochi Games, which were in 2014, that there there were new or, or um, new laws being maybe just enforced more strong, stringently about not being able to promote homosexuality to youth. That was a way to uh, try to stop people from coming out, being out, hosting pride parades and whatnot. Anyhow, uh, Barack Obama named Billie Jean King and Caitlin Cahow, who were out to the to the delegation to represent the United States. And he also uh, named Brian Boitano. And what's interesting about Boitano uh, is that he he actually wasn't totally publicly out when Barack Obama <laughs> named him to this delegation. And that prompted Brian to talk publicly about being gay for for really the first time he really had not been totally out it was more like more of a, a johnny weir kind of situation where everybody knew that brian boitano was gay it's not like he hit it he just really didn't make it a centerpiece of who he was but it was a powerful coming out even though boitano had been retired from competitive skating for many 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 years there was an important coming out uh, to do it after retirement, as he was headed to Sochi. It really sent a strong message about what Barack Obama was trying to do and what the delegation was going to represent, American values, uh, and, and how they were in stark contrast to the values that the Russian government was putting forward. And so I, I, I was thinking about that and thinking about that moment in Russia and the importance of our athletes. And I just figured I'd spend some time today talking about some athletes who have come out and, and had uh, an important impact. And, and some of them, uh, there are so many, and some of them are, you know, some obvious ones, people that we've had on the podcast before, like Robert Dover, who was by all accounts, the first publicly out male athlete in the Olympics back in, uh, you know, 1988, 1992. Uh, he, we did a podcast with him earlier this year. So go and track that down. Check it out. Robert's a, a great guy, uh, still involved in equestrian. Of course, Matthew Mitchum, who I, you know, I, I, I talk about all the time just because he is one of my favorite Olympians of all time. And the way he beat the Chinese and diving in, in 2008 in Beijing was just so powerful just months after coming out. Of course, Castro Semenya has, is, is, continues to be at the center of so many conversations about inclusion in sports. Um, and, and, you know, right now she's, she's barred from competing in, in, in the 800 meter and defending her gold medal in the 800 meter um, so and you know it's, it's, it's some of these are you know are, are are bigger names they're 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 talked about a lot and I wanted to kind of focus on some of the folks who maybe you've forgotten about or maybe you have never heard of. Uh, one of them, and I'll kind of stick with uh, that 2014 Winter Olympics. One of them was Bell Brockoff. Uh, Bell is an Australian snowboarder, and she had not competed at the Olympic Games before, but in 2013, after 
a lot of focus. This was in the summer of 2013, six months ahead of the, the 2014 Winter Olympic Games, when a lot of conversation was fomenting about these Russian anti-gay laws, Bell came out publicly very specifically to protest the these laws in Russia. And it was really, I mean, an incredible moment. She was ranked in the top 10 globally. So she had a great shot at making the Olympic Games. But we talk all the time about the, the, the you know, the, the slight potential risks of, um, you know, somebody coming out and, you know, and, and being selected to a team. And, and she had not been selected to the Olympics yet. She had a great shot. Um, she was largely in control of her own destiny there. But it was amazing. Like, she had a dream to be in the Olympics. And she said, if my first Olympics are going to be in Russia... In 2014, in the middle of all of this conversation about the rights of, of LGBTQ people, I'm not going to do it in the closet. So she, she came out. Uh, she said, and I'll quote her here, I, I want to be proud of who I am and be proud of all the work I've done to get into the Olympics and not have to deal with this law. And, you know, honestly, what she did, she, she did have to deal with this law. Um, it was, she, she was a big part of the conversation at the Olympic Games. Somebody who certainly Americans, her being an Australian snowboarder, probably weren't super aware of. But, you know, Bell Brockoff's coming out months ahead of the Olympics really meant something that year. Going back a, a couple of years earlier in 2012, you know, heading into the 2012 Olympic Games, there had never been more than really a handful of out athletes at any Olympics. Eight, ten um, people was the, was really the max of out athletes that we knew were, were publicly out at the time of the games. And 2012 represented a big leap. There ended up being 26 people who were publicly out. One of them, and and he, you know this name very well. But you might not know uh, what exactly Megan Rapinoe's journey was in 2012. The Olympic Games were, uh, were only a month away when Megan Rapinoe gave uh, an interview to Out Magazine talking about being gay for the first time publicly. And again, like, like Belle... Here is a, a woman who is just trying to, make, you know, compete in the Olympic Games. By then, you know, the, the U.S. Women's National Team had been named. But to really, in, in, in classic Megan form, to take her, what was going to be her platform at the Olympic Games, 2012 was in London, and say, this is me, and I'm gay, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to pursue this dream of mine, competing in the Olympics as an out gay woman. And at the time, there were not a lot of out gay women in the women's soccer world who, who were publicly out. There were, there were, again, many who people believed might be gay, thought were gay. 
but very few had taken that step. And 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 for somebody in Rapino's position to at the time say, I'm gonna I'm gonna be me, and I'm gonna do this my way, which as as we've watched Megan continue to evolve and grow is classic Megan Rapino, whether it's kneeling for the national anthem or saying whatever she wants uh, on national television, you know, Megan in, 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 with, with pink hair and however else, we really, the public got the real first glimpse of who Megan Rapino is in 2012 when, again, weeks before the Olympics, she decided to come out publicly. Uh, somebody whose name you, you I, my guess is, uh, if you remember this name, um, I'll be pretty impressed because uh, even I had to go back and, and look at how exactly to spell her name. But uh, Karen Holzer, she was a, a South African archer who in the 2012 games, at the Olympic Games, came out publicly. So one of the things that we've talked about is timing. When are you going to come out? And one of the things that that ideas that I had pushed and a lot of people had pushed for a long, long time is you, you don't want to come out in the middle of a season or in the middle of a competition. Because, you know, not that uh, gay athletes are a distraction, but you know, all of a sudden you or teammates having to answer questions about somebody coming out in the middle of a competition or in the middle of a season can just just be, again, I hate the word distraction, but there really isn't a better word for it. You just don't need something, all these questions about something that don't have to do with the competition at hand. And we've said for years that the best time to come out is in the off season, you know, when, when these kinds of questions are a lot easier to deal with and the media, frankly, is easier to deal with. Well, Karen said to heck with that. And in, in the middle of the Olympic Games, came out publicly. Uh, it was kind of a shocker. And uh, I, you know, I'm not sure we'd seen that either before or since. But, uh, but, but yeah, but... That's what she did. Um, her partner had had mentioned uh, in a media interview uh, a few days earlier that they were in a relationship. But, you know, I got a hold of Karen in the middle of the games and she gave Outsports her very first public statement about uh, being a lesbian. And I just, and I love what she had to say about it because it shows you how coming out um, is is rarely easy just because of the fear and anxiety that we have built up in ourselves for so long, for so many years. But her statement really gives you an idea of how casual she was about this. She said, I'm an archer, middle-aged, and a lesbian. I'm also cranky before my first cup of coffee. None of these aspects define who I am. They are simply part of me. I'm fortunate that my sexual identity is not an issue and I don't suffer the level of discrimination and violence that black lesbians in South Africa do. I look forward to the day when this is a non-issue and as relevant as my eye color or favorite sushi. So I just thought that was, was really cool uh, that she did that in the middle of the games. 
And again, uh, somebody who's coming out, you may not have heard of or have forgotten. Again, South African archers aren't exactly on the tip of everyone's tongue in the United States. Um, a couple more who stand out are Helen and Kate Richardson-Walsh, who were before the 2016 Olympic Games, had come out publicly. And they became the first married couple to compete on the same team in the Olympic Games, which I thought was cool. And, and interestingly, um, both Rapino and the Richardson Walshes went on to win Olympic gold medals, which is, I, don't, I think that's pretty cool to come out publicly, be a real groundbreaker, and then, like Mitchum, go on to, to these, these incredible heights and you know living out your 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 sports dreams with a gold medal your national anthem playing i mean it's just it, it, <laughs> these 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 stories i'm a sap and they so they make me a little teary eyed i just i just i just love all of these stories that's why coming out national coming out day is, is it might mean something to me because having the courage and the strength to to, to come out and be your true self and to do it at such elite levels of sports is, is just so cool. The last coming out that I, I want to just chat about is a name that you've heard a million times. He's one of the great Olympic champions of all time, Greg Louganis. And Greg, uh, he did not officially come out publicly until after he had retired from diving. But what was so cool is how Greg came out. He came out in a, a taped video announcement at the opening ceremony of the Gay Games in New York City in 1994. And what I love about the way that Greg decided to come out was how it embraced the, the role of LGBTQ sporting uh, events and leagues. The Gay Games is a quadrennial event that takes place um, all around the world. That year was in New York. Previously, it had been in Vancouver and San Francisco. It has since been in Sydney and Paris uh, and Chicago. It's, it is currently scheduled for Hong Kong in 2022. We'll see if that happens. Um, but uh, again, it was just really neat for Greg to decide to to do this in a way that brought attention, not just to professional athletes and elite Olympians, but just your everyday weekend warrior who goes about their business. They go, you know, they're 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 a tax attorney or they're they're a they're a barista at a coffee house, but they go out there every weekend and they play basketball and tennis and flag football. Um, they're swimmers, they're divers. And so it was just neat for him to give uh, the gay games and you know, LGBTQ sports leagues and events that elevated platform and, and to use the gay games as a platform for his coming out. I just thought that was really cool. And again, I mean, Greg Luganis is, is to, to have won back-to-back -back diving golds in 84 and 88. Um, after his silver medal in 76, um, stopped only from more Olympic medals by the boycott that Jimmy Carter imposed on American athletes 
Otherwise, he would have more than five Olympic medals. That's pretty much a guarantee. I mean, the guy hit his head on the diving board and still won a gold medal. Um, pretty impressive. So uh, just just some, uh, and you may not have known that that's how Greg Louganis came out publicly. So just wanted to like to share ahead of National Coming Out Day some of the athletes' stories uh, who had come out and and help make a difference and help continue to advance the conversation about uh, about LGBTQ athletes. Before I go this week, I just want to give a little plug. On Tuesday of this week, we have a new podcast joining the Outsports Podcast Network, The Game Day Tea, uh, hosted by D. Gill, and it focuses a lot on uh, LGBTQ sports fans. You know, we talk a lot about LGBTQ athletes at Outsports, but uh, the Game Day Tea is, is really focused on spilling tea and talking sports. So I imagine he'll be talking about college football and, and basketball and, and, and I'm sure some of the stories that we have in and around Outsports. Anyhow, he's, he's the newest addition to the Outsports podcast network, and I'm, I'm super excited to take a listen. Uh, he, he, he is, uh, he's got a lot of energy and is a lot of fun. So uh, and come back and, and, and check out the Game Day Tea. We'll be back next week uh, with another Olympian joining us to talk about his journey. I'm super excited. He's a very cool guy. Um, We've gotten to have a couple meals with him in the past. And um, anyhow, just uh, looking forward to sharing his story some more. Somebody you may have heard of a few years ago. Um, uh, Anyhow, come on back then. And until then, be sure to celebrate National Coming Out Day between now and and Sunday, October 11th.